listener production. Okay. Um... Buckle up, fuckle head. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, fuckle pup. Let's do it. What's fuckle head? What's that from? Succession. When did he say that? Uh, Tom said it to, I think, Greg, I think, season oh, one. Oh, okay. It's an old, old yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's stuck with me. Can't, can't make a tomlet without breaking some Gregs. That's a good one. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. And what was the one last week, the um, capricious bag? That, uh, capacious. What, capacious bag. Ludicrously what, capacious. Ludicrously capacious bag. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, hello, hello. everyone. Um, are we, is this breaking news? This is breaking news. Ah, okay. Hello and welcome to Just the Just Side episode where I, Rosie Waterland, and my co-host, Jacob William Stanley. Hello. Oh, wait, I did that wrong. Where I, Rosie Waterland, tell my co-host... Jacob William Stanley, the news headlines from the week that I think are important for him to know. And they're often fart and or poo related. What do you mean often? <laughs> Every single week. Well, yeah, because that's what people send me now. It's so funny. My, I'm so on brand. This uh, jewellery designer on Instagram, what was she called? Indifferent Avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not heard of her until the other day. I got about 57 Instagram notifications that I'd been tagged under a post she'd put up because she's releasing a Polly Pocket themed line of like earrings uh-huh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And literally everyone to the point where she was like, guys, I think this rosy person has found my account. <laughs> like you can stop tagging her. So it's Polly Pocket stuff. And then also poop and or fart stuff. And Elon. Elon and excrement. Oh, and Elon. Same thing. Elon, excrement, Mm. Polly Pocket Mm. is what I get. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I've like created what they would call a brand (laughs) and it's quite clear. And in marketing, they say you've got to have a very clear brand. Mm, mm. Well, you've established that. What's yours? Very successfully. Tan. I guess. And. My hair was causing quite a stir there. Hair and dulcet tones. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Share. Share. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Segways. Just divas in general. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> divas on segways. <laughs> uh, did you know segways came up? Who was I You're with? so right. Sorry, it is segways. Sorry. It is segways. But oh. segways came up. Who was I with? I can't even remember. And I was like, oh, my God, do you want to know the funniest thing about Segways? The guy who owned the company drove his Segway off a cliff and I was like, ah And everyone went, what? That's terrible. <laughs> was the company doing badly? Like they thought he had mm. done it himself in like a grand <laughs> like way of going out the on his own terms. I know. And I was like, no, no, it was an accident mm. that he drove the Segway. But it didn't land. In the, I thought it was going to get big laughs and it got a lot of sadness and concern. Yeah, a lot of people are much better people than, than you us. and I are. Oh, <laughs> see, that's where I go wrong because I forget that we're terrible people. Yeah. Oh, dear. Amoral. Um, all right, well, let me <clears throat> do the song. Mm-mm-mm. <gasps> News, I'm breaking news. I got the scoop. I see X ray, X ray. Read all about it. I'm breaking news. It's coming down the wire. Oh, I didn't take a breath that whole time. <sighs> it was a good one, though. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Ooh, um, oh, 
first up, we've got to say we are recording our 200th episode very soon. Yes, we are. And um, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but we'll mention it again. We've already got some good ones sent through. We would really love you to send through a voice note, voice memo, whatever you call it. You know where you record voicey. your voice. A voicey. Is that mm. what the kids say? A voicey. Apparently. Um, um, Send it through to my Insta or Jacob's or the just the gist Insta. And, um, yeah, just tell us all kinds of things. Your favourite episode, your favourite moment from the show, your favourite saying from the show. Ask us anything. Ask us a question. Yeah. Tell us how you listen to the pod, who you listen to it with. If you've ever told one of our stories at a dinner party and mm, did it land yes. or was it bad and you realised you're also a, a terrible clanger. person yeah. and that's why you like our podcast. Mm. So just send us a voice. You try and keep it less than 30 seconds, I'd say. And um, we'll, we might play it on the 200th there. Mm-hmm. To Instagram, yeah? We want everyone to send it to at Just The Juice Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, or my Instagram or yours. Okay. Like, just uh, Instagram's the easiest way to send a voicey, isn't it? Uh, I believe that's the instruction we got from our Gen Z Zoe Social yes, media manager. Right, yes, right, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just send us any... Oh, kids singing breaking news. I love when... Kids in breaking news. Bacon poos. Bacon poos. Bacon poos. Um, yes. So please send us those. And um, first up, first headline: My mother, <laughs> agent of chaos, <laughs> lacquer of responsibility. Or um, <laughs> I cannot believe she did this. My mother. Decided to bring Caleb and I housewarming present, even though we moved to Sydney in January. Mm. And um, she'd been mentioning that this lady in her neighbourhood sells these really nice indoor plants for, like, cheap. Mm. And so she kept making a big deal, like, Caleb's got to be at home. When is Caleb going to be at home and you're going to be at home? And I was like, you know, this day. So she, she came and then she said... I said, oh, Caleb's in the shower. She's like, oh, okay, I've got to wait. And I said, why? Do you need him to, like, help you carry it? Because I just mm. was assuming it was one of these plants. She's like, no, no, I just want him to be here when I bring bring it in. It's in the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So he gets out of the shower. He comes downstairs. And she's like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. She goes. And I was, and Caleb's like, what is it? And I said, oh, I don't know. I think it's a plant. Mm. And then she knocks on the door. I open it. And she is standing there holding... <laughs> A 10-week-old ragdoll kitten. (laughs) A kitten. A kitten. A kitten. An unwanted kitten. Like, I... I, 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 She gave us... She gave us responsibility (laughs) as a gift. I... And Caleb was furious because... Because our cat, Boo... He's nine years old and I think because he's getting older, he doesn't really go out much anymore. Mm. And so I think he's getting a bit like lonely. Mm -hmm. And so I've been saying to Caleb, we should get a new cat to be, to keep Boo company and to Mm -hmm. just keep him active and his brain going so he doesn't get cat dementia and then, you know, think that he's like doing something normal, but actually he's in the middle of the nursing home dining room masturbating like we've talked about before. Yes. And, um... And so Caleb, like I kept, Caleb kept saying no. And I kept saying, we need to get one. We need to get one. It doesn't have to be a kitten. It can be like a year old. It's fine. Like, and Caleb was like, no. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just bring one home. And you know how much you love cats. So then you'll just love it. And sorry, it's done. Mm. And he was like, he wasn't joking. You know, when someone's not joking, like we were kind of joking around it, but then he was like, Rosie, I swear to God, do not do that. I'll be mm. really upset if you do that. Like, 
yes, we'll probably get another cat, but we need to pick it together and we need to, you know, meet it first and see if it has a good temperament, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's fair. That's Very fair. fair. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll drop it. I'll stop pushing about the cat and I promise I won't bring one home. Then my mother turns up with a kitten <laughs> way younger than what we want. Like this is a tiny kitten. It's like barely 10 weeks old. And immediately Caleb was like, this is a stitcher. You and your mum did this together. I swear it is to sus. God. It I, is no, sus. but we did not. We did not. We did not. Mm. I had told my mum I wanted to get Boo a kitten, and I think she just clung on to that piece of information in her brain mm. and didn't listen when I was, was like, but we're responsible adults and we're not going to rush into it and we're going to get an older cat and we're going to do X, Y, Z and mm. we're going to blah, 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 blah. My mum just went, I'm buying them a kitten. <laughs> And so she got it for some breeder. Like, it's a ragdoll. They're, like, pretty expensive. Mm. Like, purebred ragdoll kittens. And I don't even know. And so... I just assumed she'd stolen it. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's hard, quite hard to do, isn't it? Like, I... Hey, Lisa has found ways to do things Listen, that seem to mere mortals impossible. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> she allegedly has a shoplifting problem. Allegedly. Um... No, but she um, brought it and then I was freaking out because Caleb just immediately saw it and was like, what is this? Like, you did this together. Mm. And I was like, I did it, we did it, we did it, we did it. But it's like this cute thing and I'm like, oh my God, I love it so much, but I swear I'm really unhappy about this also. And then my mum was just like, bye, and left. <laughs> she just came and dropped Boom. off a kitten. and like, Yes, exactly. Dropped the grenade. Dropped the grenade of chaos and left. And so then we've been dealing with this bloody kitten which isn't toilet trained, so it keeps pissing in the bed. Ugh. So if you have any tips, it's really annoying, but he is very cute. And we're also fighting about the name because I have really wanted to be calling a cat potato for a long time. And Caleb says potato is not dignified, of course. Mm. And so then I thought, okay, well, this is kind of my fault because my mother brought it and he doesn't want it here and blah, blah, blah. So I'll let him name it. I'll be generous in that. So he names it Claude. <laughs> Claude. After Claude Crow, the mascot of the Adelaide Crows. Oh. And I was like, ugh. Because everything about that kitten screams AFL. Of course, yeah. And I was like, ugh, well, I hate it, but also my mum brought this thing and Caleb was cranky about it and I should, you know. But then after a few days, I was like, excusez-moi, excusez-moi. Mm. You love this thing. I wanted to get rid of it after a day. Mm. The first time it pissed in the bed, I was like, he's out. We're giving him away. I'm sick. Like, I just couldn't handle it. But Caleb loves this new effing kitten so much. He just cuddles it and strokes it and stares at it lovingly. And I was like cleaning up all the piss, washing the doona. Like, we have two doonas in the house and I've been alternating them, washing them both every day because he keeps peeing on the bed. And I'm like changing the kitty litter and all this stuff. And I was like... Excusez-moi, I let you name it because it was like an inconvenience to you, but this has turned out to be an inconvenience for me. Mm. So I'm calling it Potato. <laughs> and Caleb was like, well, I'm calling it Claude. And we're both very stubborn people, so now I think the cat has two names. Uh-huh. Because I'm calling it Potato and Caleb's calling it Claude. And I'm calling it Spud, yeah. so three names. And we're so childish, like, I'll be in the house and I'll go, Potato, and Caleb will go, Claude. Like just from wherever he is in the house. And I'll hear Caleb go, something, something, Claude, and I'll go, potato. It's like I'm trying to like Pavlov dog him yeah, with yeah. the thing, you know? Yeah. 
This is the end of Sleeping Beauty when those two fairy godmothers keep changing the colour yeah. of the dress and we never know who wins. That's that's me and Caleb. So I can't wait to see who ends up stepping down in this standoff. No, neither of us will. That's the thing. I think I'm going to emerge victorious. This is, Spud. This is the toxicity, the one toxic trait of our relationship is that neither of us is the one who in the end is like, oh, okay, I'll do it for you. No. We never do anything for each other. Mm. No, it's what we want, as in individually. Mm. And he won't budge, and neither will I. So now we've got a cat called Claude Potato Spud. Mm. <laughs> Claude Potato Spud. Spud Claude, wait. Claude Spud Potato. Mm. Anyway. Potato Claude Spuddy. But, uh, no. Spuddy? No, I don't know. We'll workshop it. Anyway. Should so, we do an Instagram poll? Yes. Potato yes. versus Claude versus Spud. Well, don't, why are you inserting yourself into... I because don't want to give I them a third option. I have come up with the superior <laughs> name for this okay. emotional cargo you've been encumbered third wheel with. Much. <laughs> this is how much Jacob is entrenched in my lap. Not only is he the third person in my relationship, he even inserts himself into the arguments of the relationship, <laughs> not just the fun stuff. So, okay, here we go. We'll, do, we'll put a poll up on Instagram. Should the new kitten be called Claude or Potato or Spud? Team Spud. Hashtag Team, team Spud all the way. Team Potato. Not Claude or Spud. Oh, no, yeah, not Claude or Spud. Claude wins. Well, oh, he'll never know. We'll have to silence. No, no, no. I will, be, I will be honest with the results of the poll. And I want all of you to be honest in the name you prefer. Don't, you know, don't. Mm. Kiss my bum and yes. pick potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your favourite host. If or... you like Claude, please pick Claude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> like so busy, so much work, a lot going on. And um, then I had a kitten dropped in my lap. And it looks like it's been using you as a scratching post. Yeah. I imagine oh, that's why no. you're all shredded up. This was just the first day because um, uh, he smelt really bad of pee because my mum mm. had picked him up the day before and not really planned what she would do. So she kept him locked in his little cage overnight because my mum has her own dogs oh. and I think he had, like, peed. He, st- he stunk of pee. My mum mm. delivered a kitten that stunk of pee. <laughs> so I had to give him a bath, which he did not like, and that's why I got all scratched up. Um, what a thoughtful gift. She really, you know, it's, it's, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he has all his vet checks and vaccination certificates and everything. So, like, it's she didn't just like plonk it out of a pet store while she was walking past. Mm. Like, she's she's done the legit thing. Ooh. But um, she's I don't know. She's been planning this. She's been planning it. Grenade drop for a while. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, any other tips about getting him to not pee on the bed? Because I don't. Here's the thing. I think he does it because. He, he knows how to use the kitty litter. This is so boring for everyone. I'm so sorry. But he knows how to use the kitty litter because mm. he poops in it and he wees in it during the day and he doesn't wee on the bed during the day or anything. It's fine. It's just in the morning when Caleb and I are asleep, he comes, he jumps on the bed and he wees on it. And I think it's because then Caleb and I like jump out of bed and pull the blanket off and go downstairs and then the day starts. Mm. He gets fed. We're up. Right, but right, right. I think... He's being your alarm clock. Mm, I think he's realised it's like he gets... He gets a treat mm, after he does it. being rewarded. So maybe we lock him out? I don't know. Possibly. You may end up having to talk to a cat psychologist, which oh my, my friend Joe had to do once upon a time because her cat was peeing on her bed. Yeah. And it literally did end up in like Xanax or Valium or something. Really? Yeah, they had to medicate the cat. It worked. 
Um, I but can't, yeah, it was related to anxiety. I can't think of something that I would think about spending money on less than a psychologist for my cat. <laughs> I just would not do that ever a cat in one psychic in a thousand Might be a few years below that. Maybe I don't, but I just would not. Mm. Like I'm not the richest person in the world, and when you're on a budget and you got to pick your things, cat psychologist is squarely in the have stupid money pile for me, mm. box for me. This was a necessity for them because it was either get rid of the cat or um, just put up with the pee every day. Yeah, get rid of the cat. Mm. Don't pay for a cat psychologist. <laughs> and how do you even, what's the, is that a degree, is it? Like where did you study? Good question. Yeah, right? If you're a pet psychologist, reach out to <laughs> If you're a pet psychologist. 13, 10, 60. <laughs> if you want Rosie to abuse you and say your job's stupid. You're adding nothing to society. Surely it's just someone who's good with cats, no? Mm. And you can just say I'm a cat psychologist. No. Honestly, I want to know. Yeah, I, I really want to want know, to know, what know the qualifications too. Are. So do we'll I. We'll report back next week. Anyway, that was Cat Corner. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just can't believe that's happened. Um, anything going on with you? Any any surprise uh, cats from uh, you know neglectful, abusive mothers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, not yet this mm, week. Mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I mean, Easter was pretty low key, but I went to see Bonnie Raitt. Oh, on Good was it Friday. Good? Yeah, she was amazing. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and she announced halfway through that Sam Neill was in the audience. So then oh. we spent the rest of the night on Sam Neill watch. Yeah. Just, Did you see him? No. Oh. And we like hung around as the crowd was all leaving because I don't know. Were just you wanted really? To lay eyeballs oh, you weren't him. even going to talk to him. You just wanted to yeah, see just him to see. in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing I felt really funny. I didn't know who the support act was. Yeah. But as we were walking in, the voice that was singing sounded exactly like Eddie Murphy in Dreamgirls. Oh, and I was like, who was oh, it? Interesting. Turned out to be this fabulous 80-something-year-old woman, Mavis Staples. Oh. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop giggling because she sounded so... Yay. And she's got an amazing voice. Well, yeah, he sounded great sticky. in that. Um, yeah, just close your eyes and it was Eddie Murphy. Get me a Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. Get me a Cadillac. Oh, speaking of um, singing when nobody wants you to, mm-hmm. my uh, headline this week that I knew you would love the most is that uh, mini riots broke out at the Bodyguard musical in England mm. because people in the audience kept trying to sing along. <laughs> <laughs> and security had to remove them and then they refused to leave. So the police had to come and there was like a whole to-do. It was really bad. And they all really want to sing along to the big number and I will always love you. Yeah. And um, and it got to, like, and apparently it's been a problem. It's been happening a lot. Mm. People, I think maybe if you're not super, you know, experienced in going to the theatre... I think a lot of people are going to see The Bodyguard because it's like quite a pop cultural musical. Mm. So people who wouldn't have gone to a musical otherwise are going because it's The Bodyguard. Mm. And so it's probably for a lot of them the first time they've been to Mm. a big professional musical theatre show and they all think, yeah, sing along. Mm. But no, no, that's breaking the rules. Mm. And I want to play you a clip. Can I play you? Like people in there were recording. This one woman refused to stop, and police had to come and remove her. Please. Okay. (gasps) 
And then they cut, they had to cut her mic, like they just stopped the show. <laughs> and the show, they just didn't do the last 10 minutes of the show. She didn't get to do her big number. Oh, sorry, I'm not talking to the microphone. The, it's some uh, girl who was in the Pussycat Dolls plays Whitney and she didn't get to do her big number at the end because the woman refused to stop, caused a massive scene. Oh. They had to drag her out and then they just cut her mic, the main girl, and pulled the curtain down. And the show stopped. <laughs> now, here's the reason I heard about this, and I don't know whether to be offended or not. Mm. Speaking of being on brand, <laughs> a lot of people sent this to me like, ha, it's you. Gisners. Gisners. <gasps> now, first of all, mm. how dare you? Second of all, I am a trained thespian. I know how to behave in the theatre. And third of all, if I did sing along, I'd sound better than that. Marginally. <laughs> Marginally. <gasps> but, I have to assume that was a white woman. I'm sure it was. Mm. It sounded, sounded like yeah. it. I mean, but truly, the amount of people who sent that story to me, like, lol, you'd do this. <laughs> was this you? Were you in England last week? Burn. No, Gisners. <laughs> So what's my brand now? Farts and poo, Polly Pocket, and singing badly. Unwanted Unwa- no, yeah, I won't say badly. I'll say unwanted singing. <laughs> the quality of which is up salt. for, you know, pers- it's it's perspective. <laughs> it's your perspective. <gasps> I yell at people when they sing along in concerts. It's for you. No one's there to hear you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one time it's acceptable is if you go to a Rocky Horror Show sing-along movie screening. That's oh. when everyone sings. You have to have it explicitly stated. Yes, that it's a sing-along title, sing-along version. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, no, no. Even one of the actors, the guy playing the Kevin Costner role, tweeted out um, just about how disrespectful it is and how they've been putting up with it in a few shows. And he was like, "You don't go to watch a professional soccer game." and expect to be allowed to go try and score a goal. You don't go and watch a tennis game and Mm. expect to get to do a serve. Like, we are professionals doing a job. Mm. We've got this. Yeah, like, please, it's rude. Stop. Um, And speaking of my brand, I have an update on the giant poo from last week. Oh, yeah. Lots of people have been to see it. Oh. Heaps of people. (laughs) And... Oh, I mean, I got sort of a variation of the same kind of thing. They described the museum to me, but this girl sent through Jen on Instagram messaged me because um, she used to live near the museum where mm. the giant poop is. She said, hey, Rosie, just enjoying the, co- the coprolite chat on the latest breaking news. You absolutely have to visit the Jorvik Viking Museum where the giant turd lives. Mm. I grew up near there and it was my favourite museum. It contains a ride where you hop onto like a ghost train carriage and it takes you through a realistic Viking settlement complete with authentic smells. Uh. <laughs> no, get this, get this, get this. You literally go past a mannequin doing a shit and get blasted with realistic cesspit stench. Oh, what? Yeah. People pay? Yeah. Uh, She said it's the uh. crown jewels of Yorkshire tourism. (laughs) 
We must go. I want to get blasted in the face with fart smell. I would like to know how they came up with that. Like who decided what the smell was? Because when I worked at the movies on George Street, Mm. they had in the candy bar machines that blasted out a popcorn smell because, Mm. like, we only made popcorn, like, once every couple of days and we did it, like, in the morning. Mm. And so when you get there at night, they want you to think they're making fresh popcorn, but they're not. It's in a whole bunch of garbage bags out the back and then we just go put it in the warmer. I know. Scoop. Secrets. Um, And so they had these smell machines that put out a popcorn smell. Mm. So, like, how did they decide... What what is the recipe for the smell that the poos or fart smell that comes out of a smell machine? Like what is it? The specialist that spent time and effort on working that out has a less valuable job than a cat psychologist. Again, I'll tell you that. No, no, I think it's very valuable. Thirteen twenty five fifty. Call us. Let us know. <laughs> uh, if you are a like fart smell engineer for you know deciding in a smell machine. <laughs> What is the recipe for the smell? <gasps> what are you aiming for? What goes into it? And how long did it take you to work it out? And yeah. what was the process you went through? Uh-huh. And what were the controls? All God. of that. So we do, if we um, take JTG on tour to uh, good old Yorkshire, mm-hmm. or we'll get, like I said, let's get G Adventures to uh, do a <laughs> Rosie is the face of a poo and fart related tour of, of places where you learn all the important things about coprolites and excrement. Excrement and Elon. Um, and we'll go stop at the, at the Viking Museum. Yeehaw. Yeah. Have fun with that. Um, oh, and speaking of poo, <laughs> you can stay. This is another thing that got sent to me quite a lot this week. You can stay in a hotel in Belgium, that's shaped like a giant anus. <laughs> Tell me you've got a photograph. Yes, I do, sir. <laughs> Would you like to see it? Are you ready? Go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. oh, it's not just the anus. It's a whole rectum. It's a whole lower intestine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, where are you going to... The anus is obviously the entry. (laughs) Where would you stay in... Where would the room of the hotel room be if it was just the anus? That'd be like going into a wormhole. Yeah, I think I was picturing like a portal somehow. I I don't really... I was very curious. there are some windows. Of course, this happens in the land of chocolate. This is it from the side. (laughs) So it is just like a, a giant... Like it's like... The anus is kind of the end of it, and then it's like a giant sort of rectum-shaped. So essentially, you are the poo because you're inside mm. the rectum. <laughs> I wonder if you can pop out the end. Oh, Does look, it that's have... it inside. Pretty clean. It is, isn't it? If that's yeah. meant to be the inside of the... It's post-colonic fresh. Now, it is post-colonic. Oi! That's the close-up of the anus entrance. So there's another one for our travel list. See, I'm putting together a it's pretty... It's looking at me. A pre- <laughs> <laughs> it's following me around the room. <laughs> it is, like a painting's eyes. It's never not seen. <sighs> I'm not going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> um, I'm putting together a pretty cool 
like shit themed itinerary for G Adventures that I'm going to sell this to them and I'll be the face of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> then that can be your dream uh, home. Yes, exactly. We'll spend the night in that place in Belgium. It is, though, it's an Airbnb now and you can stay in mm. there. Mm-hmm. So, so you can go and do poos in the. Pop that on the list. And another, sorry, there's just been a lot of poo and fart based ones this week. This is the last one. (sighs) This is the last one. This is the last one. Someone else sent this through. So, and this is just a nice little cute one, I thought. Um, Back in the day, like I'm talking uh, King Henry II, there was someone called Roland the Farter. <laughs> Known in contemporary records as Roland Le Fatier. Mm. Le Fatier. He was a, get this, medieval flatulist. <laughs> Imagine being a flatulist. Still more impressive than cat psychologist, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, he lived in 12th century England. Roland the Farter's given name was George. Oh, interesting. Why, go, why not be George the Farter? Why, why change it to Roland? Hmm. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. So someone sent this through on Insta and Roland the Farter became Roland the Farter because he was so good at farting mm. that the king really loved him. And every year he was obliged to perform this song that the king loved called One Jump and Whistle and One Fart. He would sing it and fart it at Christmas dinner. <laughs> And the king loved how good he was at farting little songs on cue mm. that he was given Hemingstone Manor in Suffolk and 30 acres of land. <laughs> and I guess named, changed his name from George to Roland the Farter. That's Lord Roland the Farter. Exactly. Landowner now. There you go. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. And then... Just a cute little tidbit. Yeah, I knew there was one at the Moulin Rouge. One of the a famous farter. performers in the heyday of the Moulin Rouge. Could fart on cue. Yeah. And wow. I think he had a special condition. Mm. Maybe a proctologist will get in touch with us and let us know what this is. That 13, some 22, can, 50. <laughs> Why? I don't know. They can suck air in and then blow it back out. Oh. In and out. So they're not just producing an endless amount of gas. Right, right, right. They're, they're doing to it train on... their butthole to take gulps. That they I wonder... Release. Like when you start, how do you, how does that journey start? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. What makes you think that's even a thing to do? And then how do you decide how to start training to do it? Maybe passed down. Maybe it was like an, an old family tradition. Well, I feel, yeah, started by this Roland guy. Maybe. Lord yeah. Roland, and it's just through the generations. Yes. It's been an apprenticeship that you can undergo. So there you go, that's everyone. Where your dream lies. There's integrity. In farting, you can be a flatulist. <laughs> a flatulist. What do you want to be when you grow up, kid? A flatulist. <laughs> I bet you that does end up taking off on TikTok at some point. Probably. Mm. Oh, this one you won't like. Oh. So there's this big problem in Japan the last few months. They're calling. <laughs> I just realized I haven't liked any of them. Anyway. You have. Lies, lies. You love the poop stuff. Um. There's been this thing in Japan the last few months. They're calling it sushi terrorism. Mm. And it's become like this 
social media, I guess TikTok trend or whatever, amongst the youths, mm. amongst the kids with a Z, that they go to sushi trains and pick up items and like lick or spit on them and then put them back. Oh. Or like take their chopsticks and lick them and dip them in the soy sauce and stuff. Or like oh. swig the soy sauce and then spit back in the soy sauce thing uh. and then put it back on the sushi train. So they're calling it sushi terrorism yeah. because you never know when you're going to get like gross sushi. And so now because there's kind of no way of knowing, has my sushi been compromised mm. with? So people have stopped going to sushi trains, which is like a, I don't know, really hundreds old Tradition, yeah. hundreds? No. Uh, Sixties, fifties, forties. But yeah, going around, mm. like the sushi train concept is huge in Japan. It's mm. like a $6 billion industry in Japan, <gasps> sushi trains. And it's going under. And it's because everyone's scared of sushi terrorists. This is dreadful. What's, what, why? Just because it's Are become a thing. No, it's just like become a funny, <laughs> lol, like when everyone did the ice bucket challenge or the, or ate oh. dishwasher pods. Kids are stupid. That's really bad. I know. It's so dumb. Lindsay was saying just before her pet peeve is food waste. Yeah. And it is a real genuine problem. And remember when that woman was arrested because she intentionally coughed on groceries at yes. the peak of COVID? Mm-hmm. Because it is genuinely a dangerous thing to do, yeah. not just a gross thing to do. You know, who knows what you could be passing on mm. to other people. It's gross. What little fucking turds. Mm. But now they're sort of overcorrecting because they've they're saying you know we're putting in AI technology so we're like we're cameras in there so we'll know if you're doing it and blah 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 and the police are really cracking down and last week some guy got arrested because he had his chopsticks and he accidentally used his personal chopsticks to reach into the communal ginger because you're meant to mm. and it was just like but he got arrested <gasps> so they're oh. like they're freaking out. Uh-huh over anything now because it is a huge... They can't afford for that industry to go on. Like, it's yeah. it's huge there. Yeah, totally. I know. Sushi terrorism. Mm. <sighs> the youth of tomorrow. God bless. God bless. Are they posting about it on social media? Is it one of those things that's Yeah, I guess. That's why they're like doing that? it. Yeah, that's why they're doing it, I guess. Right? Dickheads. I know. At least that means it'll pass. I hope so. Mm. Well, remember when Ariana Grande licked the donut? No. And put it back. No. Was it Ariana Grande? Was it Ariana Grande? Yes. Why am I look? <laughs> Everyone's like Rosie. You're the only one who would know such a ridiculous yeah. thing. Why are you asking <laughs> the room? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Ariana Grande. She was like young, and I think she was out with her friends. She was a bit pissed, mm. and they were at a donut shop. And she, on the security camera, she reached over, licked a donut, and put it back. And they were all like, ah. But then the shop released the footage, and she got so much shit for it, rightfully so. But um, yeah. <laughs> It's like a th- I don't know. Why are people gross? Kids. Kids. Just say no. They're Just not that great. Just say no. Mm. Um, next up, speaking of... <laughs> I've just been saying it a lot today because you mentioned before that you want to do a supercut of me saying speaking of. <laughs> Stay tuned for that in the 200th episode. Speaking of. Do you say speaking of? Call 132230. <laughs> <laughs> I change the number every time. I don't even know. Um, AI, right? How mm. there's all the chatbot stuff and mm. all the freaky stuff that we've been talking about, how they're worried that basically AI is so smart and mm. chatbot, spot, chatbot stuff is so smart, they're pretty much going to turn into the Terminator soon. Like mm. computers will become sentient or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a new scam 
that I think I would fall for. Because you know when you see like phone scams and online mm-hmm. scams, you're like, oh, it's only boomers who fall for that, idiots. Mm-hmm. Like there's a new one now where they're using AI to make the voice of someone you know mm. because they only need a sentence of a person talking. So mm. we're effed because they would have... We would, 200 they could episodes create, of archive, yeah, yeah. Voices easily, but they need a sentence of someone talking mm. to be able to then create like your mum's voice mm. and your mum calls you on the phone and it sounds like your mum talking to you and they convince you to like transfer money. Mm. And people have lost massive amounts of money. Like there was this um, guy at a, a, ba- a massive bank, I think in, um, was it South Korea? Oh, no, Hong Kong. And um, he was a manager, bank manager and fake calls from what he thought was the director of the bank because mm-hmm. he's talked to him a hundred times. He knows what he sounds like. Convinced him to transfer $35 million. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <gasps> Because it sounds like the person. Like, this isn't just like, hello, I'm a prince in Nigeria and I need your help to access Mm. my bank account. This is your sister calling you saying, my car just broke down. Can you put $500 in my account? Like, and it sounds like them. Oh, wow. And they have a proper interaction. Yes. And it's all AI. Yes. Because it's someone having, I guess in my mind, it's like those old crude 90s toys where you talk into it and it yeah, distorts yeah. your voice. But it's like someone is having a conversation with you and the sound coming out is the voice that you recognize of a person you know. Oh, our reality is about to really shift, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't like it. Like, for real, isn't that not Like, you would fall for that. And you and I, our voices are out there. Yeah, you could yeah. create the entire human language with the amount of audio there is of us. <laughs> None of our friends are going to trust. No. <laughs> talking to us every day. Yeah, next time I call you, if you know me, is it me? Mm. Next step, they'll probably be able to do it on FaceTime as well because yeah, everyone's deep got fakes. images out there. Yeah, deep fakes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Elon was part of the group that stepped up and to said... To say we need to stop AI. Pump the brakes. Yes. Yeah. And that is maybe the best contribution he's made sure. to the planet in his life. It is very scary, isn't it? It was like Elon... Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Basically everyone saying to the people who have created like um, ChatGBT and all the chatbots and all that stuff, yeah, you're making lots of money off mm. this and it's crazy new amazing technology, but we need to slow down... Mm figure this out, regulate it, because literally what they said was this will become the Terminator Mm. before you even know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I bet you one gazillion dollars if Elon was the one making money off it, he wouldn't be signing a petition telling everyone to slow down. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. Doesn't matter though. Hopefully his message is going to be heard. It won't though. It's it's, Oh, no, no. It won't slow down. The train's left the station. Big time. It's so crazy. And that is, how do I say, on a similar note. (laughs) See, I didn't say speaking of. On a similar note, Mm -hmm. okay, there's this guy that they call the modern day Nostradamus. No, but for real. Mm -hmm. So he is a, uh, like, uh, technology engineer. He was an engineer at Google for a long time. He has made a whole lot of predictions about uh, the future of technology. Mm. Um, 86% of his 
predictions have been correct. Mm -hmm. So he's been predicting where technology would go like back since the 80s. So in 1990, he predicted the world's best chess player would lose to a computer by the year 2000. And it did happen in 1997. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, what's his name, this guy? Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil. Mm -hmm. In 1999, he said that by 2023, a $1,000 laptop would have a human brain's computing power and storage capacity. Mm -hmm. So, like, things that, like, that was outside of the realm of anybody's understanding conceptual ability to get, and he would predict it. Mm -hmm. So, he really understands where technology is going, what the possibilities of it are in a way that we could never even think. Mm -hmm. And he's predicted a lot of really, like, accurate stuff. Um, A scary thing that he has said is that um, technological singularity will happen by 2045 with artificial intelligence passing a valid Turing test by 2029. And a Turing test is when a uh, artificial intelligence is like (gasps) self-aware. Oh, yuck. And he thinks that will happen by 2029. Uh But anyway, he came out a couple of weeks ago, he was doing an interview and he said that in eight years, humans will have the ability to be immortal. Oh. In eight years. By what? Uploading our personalities? No. So he said that nanobot technology, so that's like tiny, 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 tiny robots, Mm -hmm. they're going to get so small that they will be able to go into the bloodstream and repair damaged cells. So they'll be able to reverse things like aging (gasps) and cancer. (gasps) Nanobots, tiny little robots go into your like bloodstream, right? And he says the tech where the technology is now, if it keeps um, Mm. going forward the way it is, in eight years, we will have this technology Mm. where we will be able to be immortal soon there is going to be these tiny nanobots that will just inject into us and then we will live for such a long time. He said that machines are already making us more intelligent and connecting them to our neocortex, so machines to the neocortex in your brain kind of makes you like limitless level super person. He said we're going... um, we're going to get more neocortex. We're going to be funnier. We're going to be better at music. We're going to be sexier. We're really going to exemplify all the things that we value in humans to a greater degree. Isn't that weird? We're going to be funnier, but only because there's te- implants, impl- technology yeah. inside of you. That's you're not funnier. A machine is funny. Yeah, someone else is doing the heavy lifting for you. So not only will we be able to like reverse aging, repair cells, reverse cancer, all that kind of stuff. It's also doing stuff like that, making you funnier, making you smarter, making you like better at music. It's so weird. This is giving Elon Musk a hard-on because he's going to be the first person in line for this. Oh, of, of course. course. It'll make all his dreams come true. And that's the thing. It's going to be the wealthiest people on the planet who, who suddenly are living forever. Why would you want to live forever? No. Um, oh, well. <laughs> so you can't end on that one. I've got No, I've got one nice little fun one at the end. Good. Um, this is just a little tidbit I saw um, going around socials. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic... Nick Cannon had three kids. Now he has 12. (laughs) Is that Mariah Carey's ex? Yeah. (laughs) With a whole lot of different women. He's just spraying his sperm all over town. 
Wow, yeah. sowing his wild oats. Yeah. <laughs> that really puts things in perspective, doesn't it? With nine different women? No, I don't think, I think there's like a few that have a, a couple. Uh-huh. I don't know the exact numbers. Wow. But he's definitely got a, he, there's a lot of different mums. <laughs> Started with three, ended with 12. Got busy during COVID. And you know, he was breaking the law, wasn't he? Because you were only meant to be in a bubble with one person. How did he even get around? Good point. Um, I'm just trying to work out the maths. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's outrageous. Is he happy about it? I guess he, he has seems. To he says he is. Mm. Yeah. Hey, look, he's a good-looking guy. He's wealthy. He can afford it. Is he there that wealthy? Are worse things that could be in the gene pool. I, I suppose. Guess. But oh dear. Yeah. Anyway. What a nightmare. He got busy. Um, Rickos. Ah, yes. Um. I really liked, mine are just two podcast records. Oh, also, can you watch Succession, please? I wanted to talk about it today. Watch it the night it comes out. Sorry God. down. Just had a busy day. Oh, it was a good episode of Succession. Um, the You're Wrong About ep that came out a couple of weeks ago with Amanda Knox, mm-hmm. the girl who was um, arrested and put into prison in Italy because she was falsely accused of murdering her flatmate. I didn't even see that one pop up on my feed. Are you joking? Yeah. Wait, you mean... You the didn't. podcast. Oh, but you know about Amanda Knox. I think I know a tiny bit. I think that people assumed she was guilty because she looked guilty. Just because she was young and beautiful and it was a juicy story. Right. And she didn't act the way she was meant to in her interview. Okay. Um, yeah, no, she uh, is now a, uh, does a lot of work in like justice reform and, um, and working in the criminal justice system in the US. And so she came on an episode of You're Wrong About uh, just talking about the justice system and mm. the punishment system and the prison system. And um, she is really interesting to listen to. It was mm. a really good episode. Mm-hmm. She's so smart. I don't know why I assumed she wasn't. I guess because, like, all the news around her is, like, this pretty bimbo went to America. Sex-obsessed. Yes. Murderer, yeah. She's just so brilliantly intelligent and uh-huh. speaks with a lot of, like, um, insight around uh, the concept of punishment and rehabilitation versus retribution and all that stuff. It was just really interesting. And then also, sounds like a cult did this amazing ep about Real Housewives where uh-huh. they got this woman on who's like a kind of academic expert mm-hmm. in the whole genre and in the archetypes and how it all works. And she goes through and explains in like, and you don't really have to be a big Real Housewives person to get into it because I'm not really, but it just like she explains the intricacies of how the show works and the social dynamics between the women and also the gender dynamics between the women and the um, often quite misogynistic gay men who control a lot of the narratives, like the producers and stuff. Like, yeah, it's just really fascinating episode. Do you have to be someone who has ever seen Real Housewives to understand it? No. I've only seen like one season years ago with Tony. Mm -hmm. I watched... Beverly Hills, like maybe back at season three or something, mm. and we had some big blow-up fights about it. Mm. Some of the only big fights Tony and I had was about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, but I only saw that one season. Like, but yeah, you don't have to have seen it because this woman explains it. It's so interesting. Okay, cool. I'll yeah. check it out. That's my record. Oh. Well, mine is. Um, it's actually aligned to a 
ad that we were doing recently, yeah. a TV series that we got early access to yeah. called Totally Completely mm. Fine. And when we recorded those ads, I'd watched a couple of We'd episodes only seen a couple, show, yeah. which were really, really good. Yeah. I have now watched the entire Love season. It. Yeah, once I really got into it, I just could not stop. Um, and I wish that there had been more, but like ah. the, the season arc is sensational. Really good. So when that comes out, which I think is April 20th, so it's soonish mm-hmm. on Stan, definitely recommend. Totally, mm. completely fine. I mean that very honestly. And yes, we will, you know, they were sponsored sponsors of the yeah, show, but obviously because they knew we'd love it. Yeah, but we only had seen the first few episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a feeling it was going to be awesome. The rest was going to be awesome. Mm. But, oh, it good. Is, yeah, it, Ooh, it exceeded it. expectations. I mm. knew it was going to be good, but it was excellent. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Good reco. Well, that's it. Do-do-do-do-do. Bye.